all a good morning and a welcome to each one. Um, it's so good to see each one here. As Keith said, it's, you know, for the main course, I've been blessed already. It's been good to be here. And, uh, yeah, so it's, if those were the appetizers, I trust this is God speaking now. Um, there's always a burden. Just yesterday again, as I sat there studying, thinking, researching different things, it's just something inside me. It's just this, I sense this seriousness that it won't leave, and I don't want it to. But it kind of worries me out. But God is faithful. He's always there. He gives me strength. So I trust Him. Christmas is a wonderful time of year. And uh, it's the time we look forward to. Vacation time. Um, we have joy. You know, we're together with family and all this. And I believe it's meant to feel that way. We're celebrating Christ. But let's not forget the other 364 days. We can celebrate every day. Let's not save it for one day. It's far deeper than that. This morning, I, I want to talk about the, uh, the real reason for Christmas, the true story. And it's going to be simple. God laid it on my heart. He wants the little children to understand. So I have various little, little stories, little scripts. I don't know, it, it's just a different message. I didn't know where I was going to go. Um, but yet I sense there is There's also meat there. I, I sense that. But my heart just goes out to children. It's from little on up, I've just had the heart for children. So turn with me to Luke 1. As you're turning there, I want to tell you a short little story. Here's one of the little stories about these three boys were in a play in school and they represented the wise men. So the first one came out, stretched out his hand, said, gold have I. So the second one came out and said, myrrh have I. Then the third one came out and said, Frank sent this. Um, I thought it was kind of cute. Um, I thought it was just kind of a little lighthearted little to draw your attention. Okay. Luke 1, I'm going to start in verse 26. Now in the sixth month, 
the angel Gabriel, that was the sixth month of Elizabeth, who was barren all these years, had now conceived. So it was in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to the man whose name was Joseph, of the house of David, the virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and considered what manner of greeting this was. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb, and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great, and will be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. Then Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I do not know a man? Now she was engaged. But this knowing is a term they had used in the uh, Old Testament. When someone was married... They went into the house, and he knew her. This time had not happened yet for Joseph and Mary. It was the engagement, however they had it back then. It was a certain time in their marriage that it was just, they called engagement. And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore, also the Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age, and this is now the sixth month of her who was called barren. For with God nothing will be impossible. Then Mary said, Behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Now Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste to a city of Judah and entered the house of Zacharias and greeted Elizabeth. And it happened when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary that the babe leaped in the womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Now I'm going to go over into chapter 2. I'm going to start in verse 1. And it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered or taxed. This census first took place while Cyrenius, or the New King James says Quirinius, was governing Syria. doesn't really matter. So all went to be registered, everyone to his own city. Jesus, Joseph, also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judah to the city of David which is called Bethlehem because he was of the house and lineage of David to be registered with Mary his betrothed wife who was with child so it was that while they were there the days were completed for her to be delivered and she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room at the inn I think we're going to stop there this is the true Christmas story. This truly happened. 
Just make sure that your children and grandchildren and those children and those children know in their heart it is true. It is not impossible that this has happened. Instill it in their hearts that in all areas of our life, with God, nothing is impossible. Then in Matthew 2, we read about the wise men coming and worshiping baby Jesus and giving the gifts. You know, that's the start of the tradition. But the main gift had already happened. Jesus Christ was born. That is a gift from God. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That's the only way. Giving gifts to others is a wonderful way to express our love and appreciation for them. But if we're not careful, we'll end up with the American tradition. It's all about gifts. The desire to give does show a very Christian heart. We're to be giving. But in as far as presence, don't overdo it. We're teaching our children wrong. And Christmas time can be very busy and stressful. All this shopping hype and just really... There's many demands, cooking and baking and just, anyway, let's not lose our focus. There was this lady who was shopping and shopping all day and then she was going to the elevator, pushed the button for the elevator. She was wore out, all frazzled out, just stressed out. Door opens up and there the elevator's full. So she squeezed herself in there, doors closed, and they, as they were going to the next floor, she said, whoever came up with this Christmas thing ought to be hung. Then one in the back said, it's okay, lady. He already was. That person had the right focus. It's not all about shopping. It's not all about being stressed out. It's about Jesus. Let's enjoy it with him. So as we give gifts and feast on much wonderful food, let's keep our focus on the real meaning. It's not just a big party. let's not forget what it means for us as individuals. Now when the wise men came to Jesus, what do you think pleased God the most? Was it those expensive gifts? Everything they gave was of high value. Or was it their worship?
suppose you would go to an orphanage. That's a, so the children understand as far as an orphanage, that's a, a house or a building where there's children, little children, bigger children, varies. They don't have a mom or dad, or they have a mom and dad that don't want them. Very sad. So now, you'd go in there, and you'd ask them, what do you suppose they'd want? You know, a fancy wrap gift? I guess my heart goes out to those children. Or do you suppose they would want to just be home with a family? Like we have. So as we celebrate Christmas, let's keep our focus right. What's really important? We need to be insulated with each other. It's the family that cares. And that's what counts. And they can't help it. They're there. What about the children here? Do they have parents that are always present? Or do they, one day out of the year, or two, maybe their birthday, get the attention of the parents? But the rest are kind of on their own. They need us every day. I would like to suggest some of the important things that you can give your loved ones. Number one, give them your love. The best gift you can give your loved ones is being present in their lives throughout the whole year and giving them your true love. Now that being present doesn't always mean like when I'm studying, oh, they'll come in, they might have a question, or they'll bring me a drink or whatever, a little treat. But as far as being present, you can be gone, and they can sense your presence. Because the time before, they were filled. It's not just being together. You can be together and not be present. Does that make sense? They need you, your whole being, not just your body there. They want your love, your compassion, your... They want to feel you. First John 3, 18 and 19. I think I took off verse 19. My little children, let us not love in word or in tongue, but in deed and in truth. Let's just not tell them we love them. Let's show them. Here's another little touching story of there's this family. They had two little children, a little girl and a little boy. They were going to Grandma's house for Christmas. And she had just put in a new carpet in her living room. So they warned the children, now make sure when you go in the house, Make sure, the first thing you do, you take off your shoes. 
That way we do not drag dirt in on the new carpet. Then they obeyed very, everything went good. Soon grandma, she came and was serving Kool-Aid. And so the little boy, he ventured over into the living room and spilled the Kool-Aid. So he... Okay. Got it. I closed it now. Maybe I'll have to tie my hands so I don't keep what swinging it. I talk better with my hands. Um, so he tried, and then he started crying because it was not cleaning, and he knew this was a brand new carpet. And worst of all, it was a light beige carpet. It showed everything. So grandma, she comes in, kneels down beside him, puts his, her arm around him, says, oh, it's okay, honey. You can have another glass of Kool-Aid. I'll get you another glass of Kool-Aid. Never once mentioned the carpet. That's how we show love. That's a sacrificial love. When we focus on their need and not focusing on what just happened on something that's important or of value. Be caring enough about somebody to sacrifice something that has value to you and sacrificing it willingly. Just like Jesus did his life on the cross of Calvary. Number two, share the Lord with them. There's a little girl in uh, Sunday school, and they uh, memorized a verse. So she came home, and boy, she was all excited to tell mom this new verse that she had learned. So she started quoting it. For God so loved the world that he gave his only forgotten son. And I thought, you know, this will fit right in here. Share the Lord with them. Let's not let him be for a forgotten son. He's a begotten son. So easy. Jesus can be forgotten in the bliss of all the Christmas. I mean, after all, we're celebrating his birth and what he's done. So how can we lose focus? We should be celebrating the presence of Jesus within us, not the presence that we receive. Share with them how Jesus came to literally sacrifice himself. Only because he loves us. Share with them that the manger without the cross means nothing. Without the cross, Jesus would have been just another baby. 
and share with them that without Jesus dying on the cross, none of us could be saved. We couldn't get to heaven. The Christmas story does not end after the birth, nor does it end after the cross. Share with them the story of the tomb, after the tomb, how Jesus arose from the dead, because he is risen indeed. That is where we receive our power today. It's because of it's that resurrection power. If Jesus was still dead and buried, he would be no more than any of the other leaders of any other religion in the world. It would be no different. The thing that separates us from all the other religions in the world is that their leaders are still buried where they died. Jesus arose from the grave and ascended into heaven where he still sits on the right hand of God. And he is alive. And he didn't leave us comfortless either. He sent the Holy Spirit to lead us, to guide us, to comfort us. It gives us a direction if we let him. But we must be in the kingdom of God for that to happen. Now lead them towards Christ. Lead them by illustration. More is caught than taught, is a saying. Um, your children very likely will not do all that you say. But as they grow older, a lot of times they'll do what you do. Are you what you want your children to become? Pray, <coughs> pray with them. Lead by example. Also by instruction. Teach the ways of God and what He requires of us. One thing that we have to teach them is we cannot change our heart or somebody else's heart. Only God can. So if they, they're struggling, that they're not who they want to be, Jesus is the only answer. But they've got to, and let's not push them into it. They've got to be drawn by God, drawn by the Holy Spirit. That is when it takes a hold in their life. A forced in doing just because others do it really is not much value. But it's when the Holy Spirit is doing the work, drawing you into the kingdom of God. That's when you're empowered. Lead by intercession. Pray for your children 
when they're with you and they can hear you. Pray for them. Intercede for them. That's teaching them how to pray, how to intercede for others. Be praying for others, families, individuals, while they're with you, so they understand how we intercede for others. We're commanded to do that in the Bible. As the Spirit brings people to our minds, let's pray for them. That's why they come to your mind. That's how we can be giving every day throughout the whole year. Let's not just teach them, but let's lead them. Let's show them. Let's, as we follow the Spirit, may they follow. Now, there's no way that you can sacrificially love, share the Lord in a powerful way, and lead someone towards Christ without Jesus in control of your heart. If the birth of Jesus Christ has not happened in your heart, you're not going to go here. You can't. You can't give what you don't have. And when the children are younger, use them as a savings account. Keep pouring in and keep pouring in and keep pouring in. There's no way you can draw money out of a savings account if you put nothing in it. Then, when the children are older and you want to draw something out of them, you better put something in because you're not going to get anything out if you have not put anything in there. They'll blow up and you lost everything. It's an overdraft. It doesn't work. You've got to be pouring in and pouring in and pouring in because when they're older, it's going to take some drawing out. And you've better pour it in because you're not going to draw out if you've not put anything in it. I don't know why that came to me. It's just, I guess I do know the Holy Spirit. So, And if the birth has not happened in our hearts, honestly, we have nothing to celebrate yet. Christmas is of nothing. Christ came for nothing for you if you haven't accepted it. So little children, as you're celebrating Christmas, remember what he's done for you and love him. Accept him. He's the only one that can change your life. You can't change your life. Now, if he is born into our heart, we're translated, or we're transplanted, is the word we would normally use, but it's translated into the kingdom of God. So now, it takes kingdom living. Being saved, so many times when we're saved, we relax. Ah, oh, we're saved. I'm sorry, folks. That was your first step. It doesn't stop there. That was your first step now. Your first step of being saved, you're just now stepped into the kingdom of God. Now we've got to pursue into the kingdom of God. Keep living by the Spirit.
Because that's actually what Jesus brought. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Why? Because Jesus had just come. When we're in the kingdom of God, our focus should be on the things of God. Why? We can't we can force ourselves to try and focus on that, but we're gonna slip. But the reason why we're focused on God is because when we're in the spirit in the kingdom of God, we are now led by the Spirit, which keeps our focus on the things of God. Understand so many times we're trying to work our way through this when it's the job of the Holy Spirit. And you have to walk in obedience. Sometimes I question. Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And just down a little bit, he also tells us, don't worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Who holds tomorrow? God does. It's in his hands. Why don't we leave it there? Because he's supposed to be in control of our life anyway. So why do I get all worked up about tomorrow? Is that kingdom living? See, when we're in the kingdom of God, it changes the way we think, the way we act, the way we react. It's just, it transforms us. In the midst of all the turmoil, we can have peace because we've got the Prince of Peace. He said, peace I leave you, my peace I give unto you. And in all the turmoil, we can still have joy because we've got the joy of the Lord in our heart. Because Christ has been born into our heart. And we can still have hope. Why? Because we have a lively hope, a living hope. Why? Because Jesus Christ is living in us today. That's why we have a living hope. We don't have to go down in despair. Because we've got Jesus. And we've accepted why he came for. The key to all this is that when Christ is born in our heart, our focus changes. It just does. We focus on the needs of others and not so much on ourselves. That's kingdom living. It's letting the Holy Spirit move us. Don't be like the tree that's planted by the waters and I shall not be moved. Let the Spirit move you. And we can have that same promise that Mary had in Luke 1, 35. And as, I, as we were praying, that came to my mind. I thought, Doug, this can be your verse. The Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. That's where healing comes. And I just want to commit that to you. 
Are we living in the power? Also in First John 12, I mean, sorry, John 1, 12. But as many as received him, to them he gave the power or the right to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Are you a part of the family of God? Just had another thought. What does my life represent? You know, we can sing Jesus, all for Jesus, all I am and have and ever hope to be. Is that my life? Or is my life Laverne, Laverne, all I am and have and ever hope to be? What does my life show? If you're not a part of the family of God, let the birth of Jesus happen in your heart today. Don't delay. Today is the day of salvation. Let's remember the reason for the season. And let's celebrate with a pure heart and a true heart with those we love and let's keep Christ in focus, in the center of it all. God bless you all. I want to wish each one of you, everyone, a very Merry Christmas. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for your kindness and goodness to us today. Your love, your mercy. Father, you've blessed us in very many different ways. Lord, I've been so blessed to be here in your presence. Lord, our desire is that you are blessed today too. That our worship was a, a sweet smelling savor to you. Father, as we are in the Christmas season, may we worship you in the spirit and in truth. And that may each one of us have experienced your birth in our hearts. And Father, maybe there is a heart or two or three or more who's open to you now. Father, I just pray that you would move in and just fill those hearts with your love and peace. And that you can be on the throne room of each one of our hearts. That you are on the throne. Father, bless each one for coming. And as we celebrate Christmas together with the families. Just bless each one as they're together. May each one be drawn together and that your love is shown in each one of us. 
empower us, Lord, by your spirit to do the things that you've called us to do because it's only by your spirit. Lord, as we leave, just pray that you would dismiss us, each one with your blessing. May you surround us. Keep your hedge of protection around each one till we arrive home safe in your arms. What a celebration. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.